just like our business. You know, if no one knows you're there, you just aren't there. You just, you're like almost, you're like if you're in a forest and a tree falls, is that happening even? Yeah. It's kind of like the same thing with any kind of marketing for artists, for musicians, you know, like I said, for comedians, it's like people need platforms, you know, and I hope that San Francisco is a place that people can find new things or find new talent, find new art, new new designs they think are dope and figure out who these people are made, that made it. So, you know, being able to just showcase these these talents that reside here in the city or the Bay Area. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, leads into, you know, allowing people to leave with that experience. But really, it's the people that have made those things happen, I think, too. For and, sure. And allowing them a place to be recognized. Yeah, I mean, you hope that all these bands that we put on are like comedians or artists that we work with, like, can blow up, you know, and make their path more known to the world, you know? For sure. You know, but we deal that as a company, we deal with that. If you take that to, to now to us, it's like, you know, you're you're constantly like figure, trying to figure out how am I, how do I want people to see us? You know, how are they viewing us? Is it online? Is it through an event? Is it through, you know, wholesale or yeah. through this walking into the store? I think it's all circular. Welcome to Scotch Parlor. I'm Rick Scotch, your host of the Scotch Parlor podcast, where we capture lifestyles and share stories of inspiring people that bring motivation, knowledge, and entertainment to our community. Life is good. Let's get started. Welcome to Scotch Parlor. I'm your host, Rick Scotch, on the Scotch Parlor podcast. Today, I have Christian Routson on the podcast. He's the founder of the clothing brand, San Francisco. I want to thank you for your time today and your story today, Christian. Truly appreciate that. But before I pass it on to you and to give your introduction, let me give everyone a little bit more background on you and your business. San Francisco was born in the outer sunset neighborhood of San Francisco back in 2001. The name actually came from a surfing film. And this film was so good, he created these fans that, that identified with that name that they demanded San Francisco clothing to be made. So 18 years later, your store continues to be one of the most popular community brands in the Bay Area. I know between all those years of building San Francisco, you have stories, and I'm super pumped to have you here on to share your journey. And with that, I'll pass it on to you, Christian. Hey, thanks. It's awesome to be here. What a great location downtown. Right on, right. I know. It's a, it's, it's a really good location. So where are you originally from? I grew up in Ventura, California, um, okay. playing soccer and surfing from... Uh, Malibu all the way to uh, Santa Barbara, you oh, know, wow. Rincon there. So uh, that whole stretch there was um, a playground. Uh, uh -huh. <laughs> I know, California California surf life, right? <laughs> kind of, yeah, you know, but um, at some point, you know, soccer was important to me still, and that actually is the reason why I ended up coming up to San Francisco is to play with San Francisco State. Really? Okay. Yeah, but that didn't happen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so then, uh, and so then when did you, you, San Francisco State is when you actually, when you were in college. Yeah, so that was when I was 18. I'd left, I kind of wanted to do something that was opposite of what everyone was doing. Uh -huh. I had already been down to San Diego a bunch and hung out there and surfed a bunch. And I kind of thought, well, all my friends are going down there and I want a new experience. And so I came up to San Francisco I didn't really know anybody. I knew one guy on the team. Okay. And that was it, you know. I can remember the first time I came down the hill of, um, of Market, um, the Castro, uh -huh. and seen the big, you know, flag, gay pride flag. Uh -huh. And I kind of thought, this is wild, you know. Uh -huh. And so it was definitely a new experience for me. 
Yeah, and I thought that was cool. That is cool. So then, as far as uh, before we even go into into your your store and you talk about Sanford Psycho, what were you doing before all that? Uh, when you were in school, what were you working at? Yeah, well, I was running track and playing soccer, growing up in a pretty you know small town, a uh, place called Camarillo. We were the Camarillo Scorpions in high school. And there's, you know, pretty decent surf along the coast there. So I was working with my dad. He had, he's always had his own business. Okay. As a uh, uh, arborist in landscape or and doing landscaping. Mm-hmm. He also had a window business too, where he would uh, clean windows. Okay. Okay. So he's done a lot on his own. And um, I guess I ended up first having jobs working with him, you know, as okay. a father, son, and my brother working with him. And then I decided, I think I was 15, and I had heard a surf shop was opening up right in Camarillo. And I thought, I'm going to work there. (laughs) I didn't even know the guys (laughs) or anything, but I just thought, oh, I want to work at a surf shop. Uh uh And so I did. I I went in and I said, I want to work with you guys. And they're like, we can't pay you. I was like, I'm going to work with you guys. And they paid me in wetsuits and clothing until they could pay me. Uh uh And so that was cool. And it ended up being my first kind of like real, I think, experience working with other people. Besides just family. Mm -hmm. But I also had like, I also early on, I think I was in sixth grade. I had sixth to eighth grade, I think. I had a paper route. Okay. You know, so I was interested in kind of like, (laughs) <laughs> doing things on my own and learning that I could make extra money for yeah. whatever it is I was going to spend it on. So that's cool. Uh, incentive to to get out there and do something, right? To get that that extra money, that extra hustle, right? Yeah, I don't think <laughs> I was really motivated by the money. I was more motivated by the experience. Okay, okay. Which, you know, I think has always been the thing uh, for me. Okay, well, okay, so then what, as far as your earliest memory, the entrepreneur type of, obviously you said your father uh, has always ran his own businesses. Was there experiences where you were like, okay, let me, I mean, I don't want to use the classic lemonade stand, but was there a thing where you kind of was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell something or I'm going to do something on my own before San Francisco? Yeah, it was right around that time of with the newspaper thing is, my brother and I would always go back to New Mexico with my dad. We'd go on these road trips back to the reservation where, where all of our families from on my dad's side. Uh-huh. And we we would pick up fireworks, you know, and we we love fireworks, you know, it, things that are exploding, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever. It's like a young kid's thing. Still haven't gotten over it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, fireworks are great. And anyway, so we picked up fireworks. I brought a bunch home uh-huh. and I ended up selling them at school. Okay. And yeah. I thought, this is fun. It wasn't really like, oh, I'm making a bunch of yeah. money. It was just like, this is fun. And people are going to take these things home and have fun too and do whatever. And sharing that fun experience, I think, was was the thing for me okay of course i made a couple bucks but yeah i don't think that was really the thing and then i ended up getting caught and then um, (laughs) (laughs) and i ended up with a two-week suspension you know and i remember being in the office with the principal and i was like crying and my mom's like this is blood money and i was like you have to give it back you know and i said why would I have to give this back? No, uh-huh. Nobody bled for this money. It's just all fun. And, uh-huh. I, and then I cried more and then sat it out for a couple of weeks. Yeah. But yeah. It's so. always interesting because um, with entrepreneurs and they always have that, that almost that pivotal moment in their life where they have either like, for me, it was selling candy in kindergarten and it wasn't for the money. It was to get the attention of the girls, you know, yeah, yeah, that might like, there's always too. an ulterior you, motive. Yeah. You just kind of maybe thought this is fun and cool. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah, doing yeah. something nobody else is doing. Exactly. So you get attention for it. Yeah. 
I mean, I could I could look back and say, no, for sure, that's probably something like, that was motivating. For sure, yeah. that the seed was planted. Yeah, you know that at the time too, like quarters was a thing. Do you remember quarters? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, uh-huh. like quarters is a big thing, and so. You know, whoever was winning was like, that guy's good. Like, oh, he's, he's good. You know, let's go try and beat him. And your yeah. crew would try and go play. But I mean, I don't know. You know, you're getting quarters. You end up with like five to ten bucks. You're like, I'm I'm up. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. So it wasn't really. I think most things young may not be about the money necessarily. Yeah. But so for me, it was definitely fun and new experiences i think all right cool cool cool. so then so you're out here in san francisco and um 2001 comes around uh, you're you're surfing so how did i mean from yeah. the beginning of san francisco how we went from a surf a filming surfing to now yeah a store it's kind of crazy actually because i didn't go to school to learn filmmaking okay and i you know after not being able to or not playing on the team I was kind of like, what am I going to do here? You know, I was kind of like, well, I'm at the school, but what am I going to do? And I could have changed, but I'd have to wait a little bit. Mm. I was like, oh, that's kind of a pain. So I was like, I just kind of went through the book, you know, and, and uh, the curriculum book, whatever. That, yeah. the, um, and I just kind of looked through and I said, well, I, I guess I, I guess I like that. I always look at, I remember looking at my mom going like, you know, what's the moral of this story? You know, young <laughs> and like kind of just always talking when I shouldn't during a film, <laughs> you know, like, wait, let's talk about this. Okay. okay. Anyway. And so the story, telling stories, listening to stories, being around story making, I think was always interesting to me. And so that's what I did. I decided to go into filmmaking or the cinema department. Okay. Um, and uh, I started learning about making films, et cetera. And there was a point where I learned I could make, uh, I could earn extra credit if I made a film. Okay. With my advisor. And so I did. I made a film revolving around the passion of my surfing and mm-hmm. and the new passion of filmmaking. And I started filming a bunch of my friends and getting out there. Um, I mean, having a camera everywhere I went with me, it was like, it was almost annoying at some points, I think, to my friends. <laughs> but it ended up being um, a cool experience and a cool film. It took a, it took a while. I mean, it took like two years. But gotcha. um, once it was done, it was kind of like what are we going to call this thing? You know, okay. so kind of threw a bunch of names around and you know, the one that stuck was San Francisco. Everybody was like, yeah, this is the one. Uh-huh. You know? And so we were just like wild, reckless, um, you know, late teen, early 20 crew. And uh-huh. you really don't think about much else besides, you know, well, most, I think people at that age are thinking about the opposite sex, you know, drinking mm-hmm. and partying with friends. And of course, for us, the passion of surfing was was strong. So okay. um, I had more friends spending time in the water than they did on land, okay. uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. before any real responsibility. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So that's how that went. And from there, it kind of took its path. Okay. Okay. So then how many, so once you had the, the film out, um, you obviously created your crew, um, you had your surf crew, and then they were demanding clothing. So what, what, how did that, that, all come about well another film was made it was called san francisco wet and reckless uh-huh. and wet and reckless you know was a description of us for sure but we kind of what i did with that was i just i continued the name um san francisco and then kind of like it was a sequel right almost like star wars return of the jedi okay I think. so uh-huh. we just kind of continued this name and then at that point you know people were really hyped on kind of what was happening i think we were kind of known as the psycho crew in the city okay um it's the San Francisco crew, you know, we got that some of the times too. And then eventually, yeah, people said, yeah, we want to wear that stuff. And we had already had a couple things out, but like really, you know, 
wear this stuff. So we learned how to create uh, clothing and screen printing. We learned the art of screen printing oh, wow. by seeking mentorship in the city. I still mention his name all the time because he's a great guy. Rich Nyhagen is an art teacher. Um, he also is a screen printer himself. And he taught us like literally step by step how to screen print. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so he's awesome. a good dude. And, um, you know, also it's just great. And, and that story is great because uh, there's at that time there was, I think, a lot of art and a lot of artists in the city really thriving. And um, there's a lot of free spirit in that way. And mm -hmm. I think people could live in, in the city with um, less. And so I think uh, that created more artistic buzz in the city. But anyway, he's a great, he's a great guy. And then um, we learned the art, learned the craft. And then we told people, all right, bring your clothes to this event and we'll screen print your stuff live on the spot. Okay. And so at that moment, people were coming to get something that ended up saying San Francisco on it and leaving with something because these were all one-offs and they're um, each individually printed in front of you. They were specifically in original. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And every shirt that came to us was new and different. So, huh. And people still come to me to this day and say, you know, I was at that first thing and I still have that, I still have that shirt. And I go, well, hold on to that, you know? That's awesome. <laughs> but it, yeah, so it is pretty cool to hear people still say that stuff. So f once you learn the art of screen printing, is that when, then the store, when did the storefront come about? Well, before that, actually, we earned enough money to, to get a van and a website. And so we got this van, which was, which we called Big Chaos, which we painted red and orange. I'm sorry, what am I saying? Black and orange. And, um, at that time, you know, that was cruising around the city and we would basically show up and start screen printing live at all these parties and events. And we'd also uh. have, at that point, we had, ended up having some clothes in the van that you could buy on the spot uh -huh. and things. And so that was kind of the, the early start of, of, of that. Let's see, along with that then came, yeah, the website launch. And then from the website launch kind of, we said, all right, I think we have enough attention. Let's go out there and get, um, let's get into a retail store. Okay. And so with that confidence you know i was bartending at columbus cafe for five years and then made the jump at when we opened the store uh -huh. to to literally quit quit the job so yeah um just, and what what year was this and that was in 2012. okay 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 when uh yeah shout outs to columbus cafe in North <laughs> Beach. What's up? those are the golden years yeah right <laughs> if you were there you know <laughs> so that was a good time but once that shop opened, it was like, all right, full board. So then quit there and then started um, actually at that point paying ourselves because there was no paychecks. Being, yeah. You know, put out except for going money going back into the company. For sure. For sure. Um, and that store in 2012 at Divisadero was cool, you know, and at that time Diviz was still, you know, it wasn't quite what it is now. Of course, Ooh. it still had, you know, there was some sketchy stuff and it was just edgier. Okay. And it wasn't as developed yet. And yeah. I mean, people still had gates all over. And some people still have gates, but we went on this thing saying, like, ungate Divisadero. We ended up taking the, literally taking the gates off of the shop and then making them into stools that we then put into the shop. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> so a lot of good times there, a lot of great events. Um, it was funny because Beta Breakers just happened, you know, last Sunday. And before... Beta, before we entered into that store, we would have Beta Breaker parties in Golden Gate Park. And so the Beta Breakers, you know, would go right through the park and uh -huh. then we'd set up our stuff right there. And so once we opened the store, 
literally instead of going to Beta Breakers to party, Beta Breakers came to us. Yeah, location. <laughs> so yeah. we literally cleared out all of our inventory. You can imagine like walking into a blank store and just throwing ragers because the party went right in front and everybody would just walk right in, party for a little bit, head to the next spot, party. And we had DJs and everything. and It was just crazy. So those times were wild. But I guess through that time period, you know, because we had an audience that was expecting things from us, they were obviously expecting good times whenever they came out to visit us. But we also needed to focus on, you know, continue focusing on the product. Mm -hmm. And so we have. We've kind of always been known to be having soft, comfortable wear. You know, hopefully, you know, working with local artists is always having designs that people thought were compelling enough that they want to pick it up and wear mm-hmm. it and rock it and put it in their drawer. Yeah. Um, and and wear it on a regular basis. So that's that's always been really um, fun and unique to work with a lot of artists in the city. But then also um, a compliment that people are taking us out all the time, you know, and and For repping sure. us. So we'll see. Okay, so then I actually, I mean, you kind of brushed on it too. So then, as far as and I'm sure over the years, you obviously with trends and styles, they change and stuff like that. But what would you, if you say your particular style would be? Um, definitely soft, comfortable wears. I let people know they can they can wear stuff in the day and go to bed at go to bed oh. in it at night, uh-huh, just because uh-huh. that comfortable. And um, we we hope to always, you know, um, come through with that same um, quality. But I would say, as far as aesthetics concerned, I mean, it's California lifestyle. Um, definitely uh, beachy, you know, the love for the city. But also when you when you look at our stuff, it's usually pretty bold and graphic and um, uh, it's iconic usually. Yeah. A lot of our stuff is, is gives you that feeling. Yeah. But there's different styles of art that we've worked with too um, along the way. But I think mostly that's what people take away. Yeah. And a and true example is um, before you got here, uh, someone that works here, recognized your name and they were completely excited about it like they're like i love they love san francisco oh, like wow. and it's it's crazy because i mean you do have a huge community barrier iconic brand within the barrier and then i now i know because you i mean these parties <laughs> well yeah <laughs> but, I mean, besides that you know your good product and everything like that uh-huh. but the, the, and it's that's that's really cool well these parties you know that i think yeah, we might have built the brand on some of the parties, you know. I mean, for sure, you, it's, you could it's definitely. Brand. I mean, it's brand. You, know, yeah, you could definitely say we we built the brand on partying, but but I will say is that you know, again, looking back to the, you kind of asked, you know, looking back, like how do you see these things tying together? I mean, I think definitely creating experience for other people and allowing them to experience a fun, different, new, exciting thing. And in our mission statement, you know, it says to give the promise of a good time. So we would expect that always people would walk through the door and have an unforgettable experience, either through our customer service, through our events, through the clothing they're wearing, to not be forgotten and to always have a unique takeaway. That's cool. And that's that's legacy type of mindset, right? I mean, that's you always want to have that. And, and I think that's, that's, that's at the end of the day, that, that's a great mission. <laughs> well, it evolves too because uh-huh. You know, it was a film, and then it was clothing, and along the way, it became a, a beer. Now, you know, it's a, yeah, it's a juicy IPA with Anchor Brewing, and it's now a comedy show that's called Comedy Psychos. Which, by the way, if this comes out before June twenty first, we have a set with Clusterfest on Sunday. Okay, so okay. it's evolving. It's always continuing to grow. There's partnerships out there that I'm hoping to 
to have come through over over the next couple months to maybe even the end of the year. But you know, it kind of is evolving, and I think they all though come back to experience. You know how you feel about something, what it means. You know to be repping um, San Francisco, and I think that comes back to community yeah. and also uh, us doing as much as we can to give back while also still trying to do as much as we can ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, because there is a lot of ask for the communities a lot. You know, we get asked to do a lot of stuff and we yeah. show up a lot, you know, we, mm-hmm. we try and be everywhere. And I sometimes think it's too much, you know, I mean, gotcha. sometimes we're just out there. Too Cause you want to say yes. To yeah. You want to say yes. Like- you want to say yes. And in fact, one of our taglines is we don't speak no, you know, so when people ask us stuff, funny enough, like we look at each other, each other, we're like, well, can we do this? And we're like, well, we don't speak no. So how do we, how are we, we going to do this? We don't need to say no, but we can say it might be bad timing. No, but, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's that and uh, wet and reckless are our taglines. So. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, and you, again, you brushed on it again. Um, as far as like, it's kind of a two part question, collaborations. So what has been one of you know, your favorite for a few of your favorite collaborations and then the other thing is how important as nowadays is collaborations yeah i think it'll always be important to collaborate i think you know everybody's wants to relate to one another within their world whatever that scope is i know that for sure working with anchor brewing has been really cool and a very awesome experience you know both of our brands align we've we both started in this city, mm-hmm. um, bootstrapped. I imagine their beginnings were bootstrapping. And uh, we're very interested in quality, you know, the craft of things. The quality is very important for the, obviously their product, for our product. But also they care about, you know, the community and what what's going on in the city. And being able to make a, a brew together has been really fun. You know, it started out with, hey, instead of asking all these other four companies for beer each party and event, let's work with Anchor to just do, you know, one, one um, let's work together to have one partnership, uh-huh. which allows us to grow, you know, over time so that when people think about Anchor, they think about San Francisco. And when they think about San Francisco, they think about a great beer that's been here forever. That's yeah. And at that point, it was... As we got into it, it was, hey, we need to make a drink together. And so, you know, after so long, um, that happened. And the experience of that I could share, um, we started out by having one batch of three beers. Okay. And those three beers were on Noriega for one, for the Ocean Beach Music and Arts Festival. And we decided to take these three beers at that festival and do a vote. And everyone at that festival had a chance to vote on the first San Francisco IPA. All right. Well, at the time, actually, it was just going to be a San Francisco beer. We didn't really quite know where it was going to go. Okay. We just knew that the ingredients or the, the type How of you beer wanted to be. Okay. we wanted to be. So once we had a clear winner after that, we said, all right, let's take this and then make three others or two others of the three. So there was three more. So then we had everyone show up at Anchor for another um, vote. Okay. and a tasting and uh-huh. so they tasted three beers and then there was a clear winner from that so basically over 300 people had tested these beers to figure out what was going to be the thing okay um and so once we had that clear winner on that one um scott ungerman the brewmaster at acre brewing said you know what this is what we got to do and we kind of created that and he said now we got to do this and i mean he added you know a couple like obvious key <laughs> things to make it what it is 
but um, truly that was a community-based you know, that's gathering cool. and decision to make uh, and help us make this San Francisco IPA. So that's really speaks to the aesthetic of our company yeah. too, because it's never it's fully. I mean, people are tasting something they had a part uh, to decide on. That's cool. That is so. Then, um, would you say that? I mean, obviously, community is is one of the big reasons of your ongoing success. You've included. The, yeah. And I think you can't, you know, in life, right, in general, like you can't just take, 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 right? Yeah. And so I think we've done a lot of, you know, giving while receiving support. We're going to give back support. Yeah, I think it's just, you, you know, it's this balance, you know, that I think um, hopefully people can appreciate for themselves, for other people, you know, for our brand and what we're never going to stop doing. Yeah, no, that's cool. So then what's what's next for uh, San Francisco? Well, what's next for San Francisco is more, more of the same. Okay. You know, it's more of the same, but hopefully with newer, more new experiences like uh -huh. we talked about. <laughs> and, and, you know, you always want to strive to have cooler, different, unique quality items, but how those things come out and when they become a trend is totally different too. I remember like dad hats became a thing last two years, uh -huh. you know, ish. It was like, oh, dad hats, dad hats. And then everybody was on the dad hat. But before that, everything was, everyone was all on the camper hats, camper hats, camper hats. So it's just, so while we'll continue to do our thing, we'll still be looking out for what's, you know, what's trending. And, yeah. And you know, right now, sling packs are huge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like, <laughs> cool, let's make sure we have our sling packs that are dope. Yeah. And I've been rocking mine for a long time. So like, yeah, let's, let's make some more unique <laughs> ones. But, you know, besides just, you know, quality gear and making sure we're on point with our stuff, definitely partnerships, key okay. partnerships the way we've worked with in the past. And then, and then, uh, working to make, you know, partnerships that, that you would, you would expect, but then also maybe some other ones that you wouldn't quite expect, but they're happening. So yeah, that's cool. That's cool. All right. Well, I look forward to that. Yeah. The, now, as far as we'll focus now on you as the entrepreneur yourself, what do you wish you had known before when you started out that you know now? Yeah, I probably would have spent more time. So if I, let's see here, a couple of things I would have liked to have known before starting in business, mm -hmm. because I didn't mean to necessarily be in business per uh -huh. se but you know if you don't go to school to learn business plans if you don't go to school to learn budgeting or partnership agreements or etc you, you're not fully aware of what that will mean in the future mm -hmm. so with that in mind I probably would have been would have liked to have been versed on some of these things but also I think there's things you won't ever be able to learn until mm -hmm. you hit those moments in okay. time. Anyone can tell you how to add up some numbers, <laughs> but you know how to do how to take that number or take that calculated risk, you know, and listen to your gut, you know, and maybe some things interpersonally to to make the right decisions. I think those things you just learn along the way. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. And then if someone came up to you and um, said. Uh, I'm thinking about opening a business. I want to do, let's say, a, a clothing business. What piece of advice would you give them? With that, I mean, obviously, only knowing so much about their business. <laughs> I don't know. I might ask them, like, why do you want to do that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> Simply what? The value of what? What is the reasoning? You know, because if you don't like community, from my point of view, mm -hmm. and what I'm doing, 
I would say you you may not be cut out for my type of business, right? So yeah. how so how will your how will that business work for you in your own personal life? Because it becomes so personal. Your life is your business and your business is your life. And it's hard to separate those things mm-hmm. on a regular basis. For sure. And I found a difficult time with that, I think. And it truly, I mean, it, when you say lifestyle brand, I mean, through and through, like our team, everybody lives and breathes what we're doing. And um, if you need that separation, you know, you need to create those hard lines for yourselves. Gotcha. Um, okay. But I don't know if that answers. Well, no, it uh, is. It does because it's kind of like I mean, you want to know if basically it's almost like an all in or are you just halfway in or halfway out in a way. Yeah. It's like if, especially if they're trying to do something like what you're doing, and it's it is become you you eat and breathe and you love your business. Yeah. And do you feel like you go to work every day, or is it something that just? Um. Sometimes, yeah, for sure, it feels like work, no doubt. You know, man, I guess I can going back to the original thing is like you got to have like a purpose, right? Something bigger than obviously the money or or, you know, making sure you're popular or something. I mean, it's got to be having a bigger purpose or a cause. But for me to work with the right people is really important. And so I realize when I'm not working with a team that's very strong or I'm in a rut with maybe some bad hires, you know, because that happens in business. Mm-hmm you know, you kind of get down a little bit because you're like, man, I'm not really happy with where I'm at because my I'm surrounding my people, myself with the, with people that aren't really who I want to be working with, right? So um, when you're on point and your team is strong and you're surrounded by the, the mentors that are advising you with, you know, confidence and the people around you are really jiving and there's there's real good energy happening, that makes me feel like I'm never working. It really okay. makes me feel like... I'm in a flow and everything we're doing is on point, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, even if it isn't, it feels great. You know? it's like, <laughs> and I think, you know, that, that might be good advice too, is, you know, is surround yourself with good people uh-huh. when starting your business okay, or yeah. along your way. Yeah, no, for sure. Well then, you know, as we, as entrepreneurs and creators or whatever, maybe uh, always learning as you go, what do you do to continue to be on top of your business? As far as um, I mean, motivation or whatever it may yeah. be. What what do you what do you particularly? Do? Yeah, I think too. Like a lot of people, be like, oh, you should read this book. You know, oh, you should you should um, go to this thing, or I don't know. You know, people have advice. They always have advice, yeah. which is great. But sometimes, you know, people will tell you a bunch of stuff, but you just have to learn what you what you need, right? And so I think once I found what I needed um, and how I learn. I just fed into more of that and I'm a visual audio person. Okay. So I do listen to a lot of podcasts. I definitely love documentaries. Mm -hmm. So if I have a chance to see a documentary that's inspirational, I mean, part of my filmmaking is docu and I just um, love that reality inspirational film um, that, 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 that makes you think, well, she did it or they did it. I mean, I could, I could do this. So there's these moments in, film or listening to podcasts that I that I take on that I think are really great and help me a lot but I I'm not a big reader uh-huh. I get a little lost in that but I think it's about finding out what is working for you I also love going to um, talks you know if I have a chance that there's a talk or some kind of seminar that works towards what I'm interested in I'll be there that's cool that's yeah cool. so then as far as inspiration I, so the acronym I use is WIDWID why I do what I do yeah so what is your win-win? What's your inspiration of why you do what you do? Um, 
Man, there's so many different inspirations, I think. You know, why I do what I do, I think, is bringing, it's the same as always, I think, it's bringing people together, um, sharing new experiences, definitely sharing new art, right? New new talent. I think part of our ethos is, and mission statement is, um, highlighting the talent, the art, the music uh, of the city. And that's always been there. It's always been something we've stated. And so... It, I don't know why it took so long, but for sure, comedy having to become part of that lifestyle um, that we're promoting, um, especially these days, everybody needs to laugh a little bit more, I think, yeah. <laughs> to kind of like lighten sure. the load. Yeah. But so with that in mind, I mean, bringing people together has always been huge and definitely having people have, you know, leaving with a no way that happened, that was so fun or that was so cool um, means a lot, I think. And and it keeps me inspired okay. to keep people on their toes. I mean, there's just more to that. There's so much. I feel like there's so much to that question, Widwid, which is cool that you've you know made that up. I did read about that, you know, and you know, <laughs> that's the one thing I've read now. But <laughs> but you know, also is people. It's just like our business. You know, if no one knows you're there, you just aren't there. You just, you're like almost, you're like, if you're in a forest and a tree falls, is that, is that happening even? Yeah. It's kind of like the same thing with any kind of marketing for artists, for musicians, you know, like I said, for comedians, it's like people need platforms, you know, and I hope that San Francisco is a place that people can find new things or find new talent, find new art, new, new designs they think are dope and figure out who these people are made, that made it. So, you know, being able to just showcase these, these talents that, reside here in the city or the bay area yeah um you know of course leads into you know allowing people to leave with that experience but really it's the people that have made those things happen i think too for sure allowing them a place to be recognized yeah i mean you hope that all these bands that we put on are like comedians or artists that we work with like can blow up, you know, and make their path more known to the world, you know? For sure. You know, but we deal that as a company, we deal with that. If you take that to, to now to us, it's like, you know, you're you're constantly like fig- trying to figure out how am I, how do I want people to see us? You know, how are they viewing us? Is it online? Is it through an event? Is it through, you know, wholesale or yeah. through this walking into the store? I think it's all circular. For sure, you know? for sure. So, so then as far as, um, and, and that's kind of as far as connecting that as platforms that is kind of what you show through your social media kind of thing too i mean that's right. it's just another platform for you to demonstrate what yeah the San Francisco brand and is. that's ever changing as every business owner knows right now i think the algorithms probably changed in the last three yeah. months like five times and we're like wait a minute how is yeah. it that we have a 30 you know like on this awesome photo or this awesome thing that we did or whatever yeah which is funny because like that's what you have to think about these days yeah um but i mean you're always thinking about it you're always seeing what kind of results you get and tracking and 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 figuring out things but i think now it's always been this way but you know there's so much happening and there's so many feeds to follow or to look at or whatever and you're not even being shown probably even a fifth of what you follow or whatever so you know you're just for us, we're trying to be creating more video. We're uh-huh. trying to create more video. We're trying to create more live experiences. The the live feeds or the um, story stuff. The story stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's kind of where things are going. And you'll see even now, like pictures that are just slowly moving are creating uh, uh, interaction. Mm-hmm. And so, 
I think we've kind of lost, we lost a little bit of that creative voice through video and through storytelling. And okay. so we're bringing that back a little Sweet. bit. Sweet, all right. And we're, and we're already having results. Okay. And cool. that just actually started happening over the past month and a half. Sweet, all right. Um, so in our feed, you'll see there's more video and more interaction um, and kind of in more directional voice. All right, cool, cool. So now we'll talk about a little bit about your, in a way, your personal life. So you're one day out of work. What is your typical, what is your day off like when you don't have anything to do with work? What do you, what do you like to do? I mean, I'm, I'm going to say surfing, but. <laughs> yeah, well, so there's, I don't, I mean, I don't do, I would say I don't do a bunch, but y yeah, you would find me like cruising around the park, okay. jumping on my bike, you know, possibly hopping in the ocean uh -huh. or going on a hike just out of town. You know, we spend a lot of time in San Francisco. So uh -huh. right over the bridge is this whole new world. It's like yeah. freaking beautiful, right? right? But like, we're so like, we forget that sometimes totally. just, boop, just pop over and you're like uh -huh, uh -huh, chilling. Uh -huh. So yeah, I like outdoor experiences, you know, all kinds of outdoor experiences. Cool. I'm going, so, you know, talking about my life right now, I'm going on, on a bachelor trip. All right. Where? where to, you De to Denver. Oh, hey, I heard good things. And, and we're going to go river rafting. Sweet. And people are like, what are you going to do in Denver? And I'm like, dude, I want to go. I want to do a little like outdoor and a little, you know, city. Oh, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. got a little bit of both. So that it's going to cool. be fun. And I've never been to Red Rocks. So I'm going to go there. And sweet. And, and again, these are moments that like I've never had. Uh -huh. You know, people are like, why don't you go to Mexico? It's like, well, I've been to Mexico 50 times. I've never been to Denver. Yeah. Let's go yeah, to Denver. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to Denver. Yeah. All my boys have never been on a boat together. We're going to all get on That's a boat cool. together and we're going to go down to class four and see where we end up. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And like, it's just going to be a good time. That's so, awesome, man. Yeah. So there's the, these things, you know, I love road trips, you know. All right. All right. The, those are, the, I mean, getting out there, you know, yeah. whatever it is. It's, it's seeing the world is, and, is fun and creating experiences that are kind of like unknown yeah you know? and then that goes back to your creativity right like just going out in the unknown and seeing it, it just it not only rests your brain but it also like it can inspire you as well as far as seeing, oh yeah seeing different things yeah and, yep the outdoor and and mother nature definitely creates so much inspiration i think for me for too sure. and it's a place too where you have your own thoughts you know yeah. and a lot of times we forget like having quiet moments are where you find a lot of inner thoughts and uh, understanding for what you need for yourself and sometimes business if you're asking yourself the right questions but without even directing thought you know coming listening to what's happening yeah no for yeah. sure so um and with when you're um i guess maybe when you buy you know you're out in denver in the city life what's your drink uh your cocktail of choice yeah I, i'm not it's i'm not a big beer person okay as much as you know, I like our beer. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great. I have, I drink it pretty often. Yeah, <laughs> probably more often than not. But no, I mean, I love rum. Okay. Um, I love scotch. Uh huh. Uh huh. You won't really find me doing like a vodka soda. Okay. You know? Okay. Or like a, I I used to drink a lot of whiskey. I think, and then I kind of realized my hangovers were getting worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that kind of like switched it up and like, uh -huh. so now it's um. I don't know. It's those are the things that I probably like, and then you know, if, yeah. So that's cool. Those, that's cool. Those are the kind of things. Cool, I, cool. I'll I'll never pass up though a good margarita. All right. Well, yeah, yeah margarita classic. Right. <laughs> No. Tequila. Oh, I, it's funny because me and my wife now on uh, Friday, and this is the the as you. Oh, I don't know. Say as you get older, but the fact that we have two kids, uh -huh. we can't necessarily go out on Fridays and Saturday nights. So we do Friday tasting. So uh -huh. I'll just go buy like those little airplane whatever okay. those little shots. Yeah. 
I'll buy like three D kitties, even though it gets expensive because you're only buying three of them. They're like eighteen bucks. Right? So like, how come they don't have how these th- gift sets? It only comes out on Christmas. But yeah, and then we just sit there and do tastings, and, okay. and then I mean, three of those gets us pretty good. No, but it's good. I like it because of measurement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're able to be like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> it's really cool. I'm but in just kind of in closing, I like two more, two last questions. Um, one is a little bit more. Um, thoughtful and the second one's pretty quick but how do you christian want to define your legacy uh yeah that's a <laughs> i mean it's, it's bold um <laughs> i know right <laughs> um well you know and i said i said that maybe that's why i identify with san francisco a little bit the city itself it's like it's kind of been always a little bit wild and uh, but also smart it's also been pretty you know unforgiving in some ways you know i think but anyway that's another here nor there but I think probably all the things that I've said probably end up being the things, you know, and my, my brother says, you know, don't, uh, don't talk about it, be about it, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, I think hopefully people or the legacy would be that, I don't know, there's so, there's like, that's a tough one, but it's like, as far as, there, there, I don't know if there's like one thing that I could say what that is, I don't know. A legacy that I would have that I would want to be known for, or like, yeah, you know, well, yeah, a legacy that you made, um, or even just when someone looks at your your story, mm-hmm. and that, what would you want them to identify with? I would say that no matter what it is, oh, there's so many things to say about that. It's really <laughs> deep because you know there's so many reasons why or why not, and those things get they become a lot of different reasons i think okay what is the legacy do have you had people sit here for like 30 40 minutes before it's like we, yeah it's, i just it's, don't know what my legacy it's a hard, is man it's, and it's funny because it's well, it's not funny but it's it's a hard question because because it's a hard to think like such a long i mean such a long vision in that sense of like and and so it, to me it's more like, and I've I've already kind of just talking to you, read it off you, like the way you are, and, and I, you know, you're 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 the real deal as far as like, you know, you're 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 calm and collected, but you and you know what you're doing, and you bring a lot of value, and it's all, and that's what I look upon San Francisco, you, and you put that 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 blood and that those those tears and that that sweat into your your business, and I and to me on a that's what I see in your legacy, but on a maybe on a personal side you have a different vision as far as how you want to define your legacy. But that's just me talking. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate it. I think, you know, listening to that a little bit is like, you know, not to be afraid of being creative, doing your own thing. And, you know, also at the same time, knowing your neighbor, I think, you know, reaching out, helping other people, bringing people together and going out and doing, just doing whatever you think you can do and, and making it happen. I mean, we don't speak no is is real. You know, it's like it, you can you can decide to make a film, you can decide to make clothing, you can decide to make a beer. I think everybody has the ability to go after whatever it is they think they want to do. I think if you look back at what we've done so far, you'd probably go, how how does this even how did that happen? Mm-hmm. And I think um, the legacy would be that anyone can decide to do whatever the heck they want and get after it there you go there you go that's I mean, awesome. people look at our story awesome. all the time and they say man after i share a quick you know 
two-liner of our company. You guys are the American dream. And I was like, I guess so. <laughs> I guess that's the American dream. I don't really know. You know, people have an idea of what that is. But definitely, to me, that means you can decide something and just go for it, you know? And you're the person that decides how it goes. Awesome. That's awesome. Well said. Well said. And the last one is... Quick uh, sentence, Christian is? I mean, someone could end up saying something like, Christian is something simple as like, you know, a fun person. But then that doesn't really say it all either. You know, what do you, what do you say to that, you know? I don't know. Maybe I don't like to be defined, you know, in any manner. I don't know. Maybe it's a multifaceted feeling, you know? And I always hate labels anyway. You know, mm-hmm. saying, saying one thing about who someone is, I mean, I think we're also different and we have so much uh-huh. that makes us who we are and everybody that we know around us is the reason why we are like we we're a product of our environment sure. and i think um i think so many people contribute to what you know what i who i am and also what the company is so i would you know i'd say thanks to them right now yeah. they know uh, who they are too all right cool cool yeah. so lastly um just as far as uh website uh sanfrancisco.com correct yep you're on instagram facebook instagram uh, facebook you can find comedy psychos out there too okay so yep. there you go comedy yeah. psychos has uh its own ig and facebook okay and then of course you can find the san francisco ipa and information on our site and also on anchor brewing sweet all right cool and i'll link all those links on the when your scotch parlor story comes out and i want to say thank you so much Christian. yeah this thanks was, is there anything else i'm forgetting let's see any shout outs you want to do <laughs> uh not mentioned all the people we're working with right now so that's good <laughs> yeah right. i appreciate it thanks so much yeah this is awesome buddy yeah. all right